1: My guests today are Mara Merrick and Joel Goforth, who host a podcast on the B Frank Network called Happy Never After. A few weeks ago, I was a guest on their show talking about relationships. Before we start, I want to share some of the highlights of that show, which will give you some insight into their lives and many of the feelings that are expressed today on Doc Talks and how they relate to this previous conversation.
2: Don't worry, we have fucked up a lot since you've gone. (laughs) I'm on
1: a roll. I've followed uh, Instagram, so I kind of know a little (laughs) bit about what's what's going on here. One of Jennifer's cousins, my wife's cousins, who is also very conservative, Pentecostal, saw the post on Instagram that you made about Doc Bryan. And then they went to your (laughs) page (laughs) and my (gasps) mother-in-law called me and was like, Oh my god what are you doing you're going to lose your job you're to, and I'm the going to The reason oh, I this.
2: post salacious posts is a this is my own body I have control over it other people have tried to have control over it and I just want everyone to know this is mine this is mine alone so let's talk about how fucked up Joelle is. So here we go.
0: <laughs> here we go. Everyone strapped in? I have Joelle, a... how have you been since uh, Doc B left? Well, I've been swiping away on the
2: bumble like a fiend. Yes. Joelle was fucking in her camper. <laughs> Should I have knocked on the camper wall?
1: <laughs> if the camper's rocking, don't come enough. Yes. That.
2: I need <laughs> to just get that sign
0: Why do you do that? Because I want validation from men that I'm worth it, that I can get them, and that someone might love me. I think I want anyone who wants me. I convince myself that, okay, maybe I... I'm going to make that work because he looks good on paper and he says this or that about me, then maybe that's who I want.
2: Do you find being vulnerable challenging?
1: Oh, she does. Absolutely. I'll answer that for (laughs) her.
2: I was waiting for her to say, I was like, are we going to wait all day for this? (laughs) Yes. It has been really nice to belly laugh with a dude.
0: Am I not good enough? We belly laugh every day. We do
2: belly laugh every day. Every day. This morning I couldn't even, I almost peed myself because I, <laughs> I scared her so
0: much. I don't do well with sad and depressed. I'm very uncomfortable there. I'd much rather be bubbly.
2: Which is something that I, I struggle with in our friendship. Like if I'm sad or depressed, I know that I just need to get through that. And sometimes she'll respond in a very overly positive way. I'm like, you're not validating my sadness and I need you to do that because it makes me feel like you don't care.
0: I almost feel like when you focus on someone's sadness that you're in my eyes Mm -hmm. you're putting more sadness and bringing awareness to the sadness and I'd rather be like finding the light in it and that's just maybe a defense mechanism or you tell me doc. Mm -hmm.
1: Everybody, Doc Brian here, and welcome to Doc Talks, where we talk about your troubles, trials, tribulations, and hopefully triumphs in life. And hopefully, you have looked at the BeFrank Network and looked at a podcast there called "Happily Never After." Now, that name is exactly what it sounds like: "Happily <laughs> Never After." And I have the host uh, of that uh, podcast with me here today, and. I was a guest on theirs, and so now we're carrying over into Doc Talks uh, because they obviously have so many issues that, you know, <laughs> we might as well make a whole show of it. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I have Mar Merrick and Joelle Goforth from Happily Never After. Hi, Doc ladies. B.
2: Hey, Doc. It's Happy Never After. We should have called it Happily. I've, I've happy, ruined the day.
1: Happy. Okay. Happy Never After. Yes. So check that out. Uh, you can find that on Apple Podcast. Where else can you find that at? Uh,
2: Google, Deezer, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you want to listen to your podcasts.
1: All right. So you'll find them there. So in the the podcast that we did, Happy Never After, uh, we talked a little bit about relationships and how to find those special people in our life. And Probably talked more about how not to find them in our lives. <laughs> and the-
0: We were examples of how not to.
1: <laughs> so carrying carrying on uh, that conversation, which now has been like a week ago, so uh, y'all may have to help me out here. Uh-huh. It seems like I remember that uh, Mara was talking <laughs> to some Texas guy and Joel was talking to some Michigan guy.
2: Oh, yeah. Yes, thank God. Was it? <laughs> Yeah,
1: have we have we changed now? Is there Michigan? No more.
0: Michigan's no more. <laughs>
1: okay. I, I had a bad
0: feeling about it because he started not communicating well. And I, I said, I'm not coming. And then he blew me off because he didn't like that answer.
2: Well, she said she so, was very polite about it. She said, I'm not comfortable because you're not communicating. And I, I don't want to travel 11 hours. For, you know, I think it's, it's been great getting to know you. But if you could communicate and he goes, well, good luck to you and blocked her. I try to be so nice about it. I feel like you're damned if you're doing,
0: Well, you're at least you, you didn't
1: travel 12 hours and right. be stood up or find some creep there. But he's also the guy that sent you two of the exact same photographs.
0: Yeah, he re and they were screenshots. So I don't know how old they were, but he had reused pictures acting as if they were new pictures.
1: Yeah, that's not suspicious at all. Um, but you never did like y'all didn't FaceTime or anything that was Mar that was
0: we had did we FaceTime? no we had FaceTime once it wasn't very long but we did FaceTime once and we had talked on the phone was there
1: good lighting and you could tell it really was him or is it dark like I'm you can't really see me I I mean
0: it wasn't like the best lighting there was no halo or like special lighting but it was him he looked nice still he didn't have like a Cross eye or anything weird? No, nothing wrong with cross eyes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, in your Tinder preferences, do you put no cross eyed people?
0: <laughs> well, I ha- I don't have Tinder. Oh, no, okay. I uh, I used I met him on Bumble. So, no, I met him single, on Hinge. I
1: think. All you single people can find Joe L on Hinge.
0: No, you Not, cannot. I am one second. week free.
1: You mean you took my advice?
0: I I slowly took your advice. So. When we got done talking, she added
2: one. I you-
0: I deleted Bumble, and then but she I added Farmers, Farmers Only <laughs> and Christian Mingle. <laughs> I, I think you might approve of Christian Mingle. Um-
1: well, uh, you know, you don't have to be lonely at FarmersOnly dot com.
0: And,
1: and you know, if they want to sponsor our podcast, we'd be more than happy to sit down and talk to them uh, about this. Uh, Christian Mingle, though, I, I've had people that have, have used that, and it's not as Christian as some people would oh, think. Oh, my
2: god. Oh, dear. oh. Yeah. I gasp. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, my gosh. So
1: so since Mara piped up, uh, what's oh, going no. on with Texas Pete? I mean, Dave. Dave, right? I. <laughs> um, uh...
2: Cause where were we at last time? Nowhere. Uh, we were nowhere. We we're um we we're exactly where we are where we were last time. I'm still talking to him, but we've only Facetimed since. I did take that advice, which wasn't really applying to this one, but it was applying to future online situations. But I just went ahead and applied it to this one, and that's it.
1: So, uh, a client of mine this morning uh, tattled uh, on me. Uh, oh. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't me. I, I was about to say he learned me a new word, but he taught me a new word. And I'm sure <laughs> you ladies being civilized have heard this word before, but it was completely new to me. Uh, he used the word ask whole. Have you heard that word? No. no. Ask whole. That's where somebody asks your opinion, but they've already made up their mind about what okay. they're going to do. So uh-huh. they're ask whole.
0: Mm-hmm. Y'all can read
1: between the lines there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you it, it sounds familiar. <laughs> it's,
1: it's, they've, they've got the Urban Dictionary open looking at really? this word real quick. <laughs> hey, but, cool. you know, sometimes we, you know, ask for this advice already knowing that we're not going to take it. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. And that comes back to our need to be needed. Mm hmm. So was there ever a point in time where you said, OK, uh, Brian might be right. I probably should quit talking. to." 100
2: percent. I, I agree. I agree. I there's a large part of me that wants to be able to cut this off. But then there's also a large part of me that really enjoys the conversations, the attention, the um, he's so attractive, he's so hot. Uh, but yeah. So lo- my logical side is like, stop. But my the rest of my side is like, come on, just keep it going. What is it hurting you? A lot. It's taking a lot of my time.
1: But well, I, am, and, I and do a lot like, of your emotional energy.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot. A lot. And so
1: he was supposed to come though and see
2: you. Yes. He was. And then uh, he didn't get on the plane because he got trapped in a work hole. Okay, so I do. He he doesn't lie to me. He just doesn't communicate very well. So the weird thing that I don't understand recently is uh, he's like when I ask for certain things like he goes, oh, I want you to watch this video on my work Zoom and so he's just gives me his passwords to things. And, and then I have his iCloud and I have this other, and I'm like, he's giving me access fully to his life. So he's trustworthy. Like I have. He's opened up. his. He's like, this is my entire life. So I'm not nervous that he's doing anything like he has a family or something. You know what I mean? Like it. But
1: did you like log into the iCloud and see no, what no, pictures no, no, were no, there? No.
2: I haven't. No.
0: I want to. I'm you not going too. to. <laughs> Just give it Chip. to Doc B, and I will yeah. do the intel. Yeah, we'll
1: <laughs> we'll figure it out here. Uh, but but that is interesting though, because sometimes, uh, and uh, and I want to say not all the time, but sometimes people who are trying to get one over on us uh, will give a little bit of information to make us feel like they are trustworthy.
2: Right.
1: Um, when they're not so trustworthy. So right. I, I I feel like I would be questioning his intention behind mm-hmm. that. Why exactly would he feel like he would need to give that to you?
2: Well, I asked him if I could use some of his um, software, software like his creative software, because uh, he's like, "Oh, I'll just do it for you." And I was like, "Actually, you have a lot on your plate." can I just do it with your, <laughs> with your software? And so he was like, yeah, for sure. And then he gave me his passwords and everything. Was so there had... any
1: hesitation? None. Him? Nope. Okay. And I think though that the last time we had talked, um, that there wasn't really anything online about him other than, uh, was it jujitsu? Ju- he does mm-hmm.
2: yes there's still we still haven't found anything nothing nothing <laughs> we
0: found some videos of bjj and his what was the show where oh, are for the straight
2: guy right yes yeah and he i mean this is what he jo- does for a job so maybe he, so he can white. hide it yeah
1: Yes. Yeah, so i went and watched uh that episode of mm-hmm and hopefully he has done a lot of growing up since that episode,
0: but (laughs) um,
1: in preparation for this podcast, I did attempt to find who he was and what Mm -hmm. he was. uh, And and I won't say his name for, for obvious reasons, but I found absolutely nothing on this guy. Right. Other than if the age that they set on Queer Eye was his exact age that he is not as old as he's telling you he is
0: by the math of how old he
1: as how old he was on there as opposed to the age that he is now there's about five years difference interesting but i i also found it interesting that there's like literally nothing there
0: right there's stuff on everyone
1: exactly exactly now I could be completely wrong. And I could be saying, you know, this is going to be your seventh husband. How many husbands have you had? <laughs> oh God,
2: could be, if I could be at seven, that'd be so rad. If, uh, this would be fourth? my fourth. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, I mean, I, I, I can't, I, I don't want you to think that I'm sitting here saying, hey, you don't need to, you know, approach this anymore because he could be completely legit. But from a psychological standpoint, we have to really consider the motive, um, as to why he is doing all of these things.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: and so I would find it interesting for him to do a doc talk with me, uh, anonymously, if we like, Mm
0: -hmm. uh,
1: to try to figure out what's going on there with Texas Pete, we will call him, although his name is Dave. Texas Pete. (laughs) Texas Pete. Did you say you initially took my advice? So was there like a time where you quit?
2: talking to him. I did. I had a good two day run.
1: (laughs) That's all it took. It's two days.
2: Two days. Two days. And she was sad. I was very, very sad. And
1: you didn't call me.
2: I know. I don't like, I'm more of a, like a.
1: I'm hurt. I thought we were friends. (laughs) Don't be
2: hurt. It's don't take this personal. I'm a, I like to process things way deep down inside. That's what I like to do. Because so you
1: processed and said, the best thing for me to do to heal this hurt is to call him.
2: <laughs> what happened was I answered his message. So I was a little like I was very childish about it also. So he he messaged me and then I just gave him like a thumbs up. And then he messaged me again and I went, OK, well, good. Good for you. And then he called and then he was like, what is this? And I said, well, I just. You don't I I can't trust you like you don't I can't count on you because you didn't show up when you said you were going to. I need people in my life. I have very few people that are close. And I don't want to try to have somebody that's close that is going to let me down. So that's here we are. It's just easier to be alone.
1: Okay, so I find it I find it interesting that that you say that it's easier to be alone, but I think that that we can both honestly say, while you're you're not alone, you may just be lonely.
2: Sometimes.
1: Okay, so why do you think that you feel that way when you're surrounded by people? You know, Joel is there. Why do you think Joel, that you feel?
0: I offered to strap one on. <laughs> I'm a good friend. Ugh,
1: uh, that's a whole other conversation <laughs> for a whole other day.
2: I'm kidding. Um I have never felt like safe in my life. So I need I love Joelle. I and I know that she would fight hand over fist for me, but I I do feel like She's my little sister, and I feel like I am the—I have to be the protector. And I know she's faster than me. She—we sprinted today. She's faster. We raced. I beat her twice. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's my job. So,
1: do you think some of that came from the trauma that we discussed on Happy Never After?
2: Oh, for sure.
1: Okay, uh, is it with all of your? acquaintance or friends that you feel like you always have to be the protector?
2: Um, eventually, yeah. Sometimes it starts out even and then it gets a little codependent on their side and then I get a little resentful and then, and then I back off.
1: And when you back off, do you deep dive into depression for several days and then?
2: Yes, I blame myself.
1: And, and why do you think you deserve that?
2: Because that's how I've always been treated, I feel like.
1: So it kind of goes along, you know, the Albert Einstein definition of insanity. If you do the same things over and over and expect a different outcome, then you're insane. Yeah. So you're doing the same things over and over and and expecting the same outcome.
2: Is there a pill I can take?
1: (laughs) Uh, I wish.
2: uh,
1: (laughs) If there were, we would both be rich. Here, here's the thing: is that you know we talk a lot about in relationships of being vulnerable but still being protective, mm-hmm.
2: uh,
1: and I, I think that especially in the in the time of online dating, the time of COVID, of not being able to have those interpersonal relationships, that we become overly guarded and will not allow ourselves to be vulnerable. However, if I recall, and please correct me if I'm wrong, because I talk to a lot of people about a lot of different things. If I recall, you had a client that was diagnosed with some kind of cancer?
2: Yes, lymphoma.
1: And then you let that go all day and then discussed it in at length with XSP. Yes. So in that moment of discussing that with him, did you feel vulnerable or did you feel like you just needed somebody to unload all of those emotions?
2: I felt vulnerable. I didn't tell him till the end of our conversation. Did you
1: feel like you had to tell him in order for you to stay stable in the relationship?
2: I felt like I had to tell him so he would understand where I was at mentally.
1: So if he had said, you know, that's just a lot for me to try to process right now, I've got to go to work. uh, Talk to you later. How would that have conversation have ended?
2: I would have said okay, and then hung up, and and then, then
1: have felt extremely empty.
2: Yes, and I would have it would have validated my feelings about most of the human race.
1: Yeah, except for me and Joelle.
2: Yes. Okay. <laughs> so for you too.
1: Make sure we're not lumped in there, Joe. Got got to take care of each other.
2: Yes.
1: Let me be very careful to say, this may or may not be you, but traditionally in in these type of circumstances, the reason that you have this need of someone who can you can trust, but still at the same time somebody you can protect. Uh, has a lot to do with an abandonment issue, uh, a trauma, much like what you talked about on, on that Happy Never After podcast. But at some point in time, you're going to have to convince yourself that there's only one person that you have to protect, and that's you. Yes. And there's only one person that can make you happy, and that is you. Mm-hmm. So why do you deserve to be happy?
2: Because I'm a good person.
1: You don't believe that, though.
2: (laughs) Well, yesterday I was kind of cunty, so sometimes I can be mean.
1: (laughs) Well, but when you said it, uh, even though I can barely see you very dimly, uh, I could see the little twitch in your eye that you really don't believe that you're genuinely a good person.
2: I mean, I've done bad things in my life, and I think I beat myself up for it. Mm
1: But we have to remember what we've done is not who we are. And I think we get lost in that sometimes. Uh, you know, even in in Joelle's story, uh, if Joelle hung on to what she had done, she wouldn't have any idea who she is. And so there comes this issue of identity. And so we ask ourselves, well, at the end of the day, who are we? Mara, who are you?
2: I mean I'm just a, a sweet little chick that just loves everybody I think I don't even know
1: That's the problem <laughs> You don't know and you cannot you cannot get somebody to love you when you don't even know who you are and I just to give you a little relief here that's also Joelle's problem she doesn't Do know you, who can she talk
0: to her <laughs> I'm listening. I'm I'm taking it. We are. I know, like, I'm just kidding. We're a lot alike. Yes.
1: Well, you yes. know, as a as a psychologist, you always hone in on the one who is expressing the emotion. So you've done this to yourself, <laughs> uh, <laughs> because when you begin to express that emotion, it tells us that we've kind of taken off a layer here, that this vulnerability is being exposed. And the best time to clean a wound is when the band-aid is off. So when that emotion starts coming out, that's when you you hone in on that. So I don't want you to feel like I was attacking you or honing in on you as as much as you know, this is where you're at. And here's the thing: at the end of the day, we all have value. We all have this this intrinsic value simply because we're human. When we get up in the morning. We have value because we're here, but a lot of times when we've been hurt and we've been in these situations of where we want to protect and be overprotective, a lot of times because of hurt and abandonment, we don't think that that's enough. That it's just—it's not enough to just exist. Sometimes we have to sit back and realize that we do exist, that we are here, and we are here for a purpose. And sometimes that purpose gets a little muddy in the water about what that is, especially if you're consistently and constantly being hurt by men who don't deserve you. Now, I'll say that again. They do not deserve you. If they can't take you at your worst, they don't deserve you at your best. And so as we go through life, we got to figure out who is it that we are. I could say, hey, I'm a clinical psychologist, but that's not who I am. I could say, hey, I'm a husband, but that's not who I am. At the end of the day, I am Brian Shepard, and I have value because I know how to love people. I know how to listen. I know how to protect. I know how to keep people safe. Little side bonus tip here, I'm a fifth degree black belt Nikito, so I can take up for myself. <laughs> I know y'all don't believe that. Was a dog. <clears throat> so, <laughs> so, you know, at the end of the day, it's not about what you are, but who you are. Now, within that who I am, it brings us to the thought of whose I am. Who do I belong to? Well, first and foremost, even though it sounds cliche and kind of Crazy! I am myself. I am my own. I make my own decisions. As a person who is married, I also am my wife's husband. We are co-equal. We make decisions together. I attribute to her happiness, but I'm not the one that solely makes her happy. So then it gets into whose we are. I am hers. She is mine. We have a son, Luke. He is hers. He is mine. I'm his. She is his. And the problem, Mara and Joel, here's, I'm going to sum all of this up, even though you have two very different personalities, is that you don't know who you are, and you don't really feel like you're anybody's whose. if that makes sense. You feel like you're just floating in the world without any identity. You don't know who you are. And that's probably why your personalities butt heads a lot is because you don't know who you are. And you want to feel like you're each other's. But at the same time, you're not each other's because I have to be protected of me. And I don't know what happiness is. And, and so there's this just cluster of emotions that come out. And it just becomes this issue of who am I? At the end of the day, when I look in the mirror, who am I? And if I were to ask, and I'm going to, So I'll pick on Joelle first since I've I've, I've picked on you. Joelle, when (laughs) you look in the mirror and you ask yourself, who am I? What is your answer?
0: I am Joelle and I am loving and nurturing. I'm a friend. I don't know.
1: (laughs) All of those things were wonderful things, but that's not who you are. You started off on the right track. You are loving. You are kind you're kind to yourself, you love yourself, you're an individual who knows how to give, at the end of the day, you have this insatiable need to feel like you belong to somebody. And I think that's an inherent need that all of us at some point in time have, that we need somebody, but we can't find the person that makes us happy until we're happy it's a lot like trying to take a pitcher of water and put it into a cup that's empty. You can only fill that cup up so many times before you run out of water. And when we don't know who we are, there's no water to pour. And so any water that we do pour doesn't feel adequate. And then we get vulnerable because is this person's intentions really what they're supposed to be doing? And then it just moves into this place of, loneliness and depression and discontentment and, uh, seeking things to, to fill in the void when we really don't even know what the void is. So Mara, who are you?
2: I'm Mara. Um, I also am loving. I'm also, and I try to make people enter i entered i'm an entertainer um this is like writing a bio this is very hard uh
1: (laughs) it's weird because we are our favorite subject but we're the hardest to talk about
2: yeah (laughs) i guess i'm a listener i'm a protector to a fault uh yes (laughs) (laughs) um that's
1: it. So, I'm a dog owner. So, what do you? <laughs> you're Frank's mommy. That's who you are. I'm
2: Frank's mom. That's yeah. it.
1: <laughs> um, so, at the end of the day, what value do you bring?
2: I think I bring a little safety to the world.
1: Okay. Because you call people out for not washing their hands in the gym bathroom, safety to the world.
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, I do a lot of work with domestic violence shelters. I do a lot of work with uh, unhoused children. I mean, not at the moment, but yeah.
1: Okay. So at the end of the day, what value do you have?
2: I honestly don't know. I think both Joel and I, I mean, not to lump us both in, but we've, we've been taught since we were born that we had no value and our value was our output.
1: Now, we live in a world today where there isn't unconditional love where our value is dependent upon what we give. And somebody who truly loves you doesn't feel that way. Your love isn't dependent upon what you have to offer. Your love is dependent upon your commitment to that other person. And, and let me just say this. Uh, both Mara and Joel have brought great value into my life. And have opened a whole world of uh, things that are a little bit out of my comfort zone. Even doing a podcast like this is a little out of my comfort zone because I could say the wrong thing. And then the trolls will come out of, of under the bridges and and <laughs> beat me to death. Uh, and or, you know, when pedophiles steal my stuff and post it on their, on their you know, Instagram to be their own, then I know Mara's going to protect me and go after them. Um, <laughs> so I did. <laughs> so, so there is a lot of value that you have in my eyes for me. When I was there and you were sick, I was I was concerned. I was even as little of knowing you. I, I wanted to be compassionate if I could. I wanted to try to get you help. At the same time, I needed, you know, to. Help Joelle do what she needed to do because you know she had just been in town and there's a lot of seem not necessarily confusion but the plan was blown you know and so oh my
2: gosh yeah uh,
1: but even in that you know my first time to ever be in New York I will always remember walking in Sound Lounge and seeing Mar Merrick and Joelle Go forth in the flesh that will forever <laughs> be ingrained. And my memory, and I value that memory, and you have given that to me, and can no man take that away? And I value that. You had enough confidence in me as an individual to do what I am here doing today, and given me the opportunity to help people in this way, a way that six months ago, if you had said, we would be doing this, I would tell you you were absolutely crazy. But you have given me that value and that validation to me. And so, I guess what I'm trying to say to you is that you have given that to me, but I have to give that back to you. This has to be a reciprocal of value that fills you up and makes you feel wanted and you needed. Uh, you know there's just so many things that that I could ramble on here and say, but I won't because Marshall would kill us. Um, but you know, there is just this this value that you don't even see in yourselves because you've been used so many times you don't know who to trust. Yes. So the key is at the very first sign of mistrust, question it. Now, Mara, I'm going to ask you this question. Do you believe that Joel has your best interest in mind?
2: 100%.
1: Joel, do you think that Mara has your best interest in mind?
2: Absolutely.
1: So why can't you take each other's advice about red flags? So I'll ask you this question Do you both think that I have your best interest at mind? Yes Yes. So why don't you take my advice about red flags? I'm the one with a doctorate in all of this
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting better Remember when I reached out the day that guy uh, and, And I said no And then he got angry and called me names And I I immediately, Mara wasn't feeling well, and so I immediately reached out to you because I was like, I just did a big girl thing. Mm-hmm. This guy made me feel like shit, who I don't even know, but I, I was so proud of myself for putting my foot down and making a boundary that normally I would have been like, oh, yeah, it's okay. You can continue to walk on me, mm-hmm. this stranger. The one that called you rude? Yeah.
1: And and what was Dr. Brian's response when you told him all of this?
0: That you were proud of me. Absolutely.
1: A hundred percent. And and let me ask you this cliche therapist question. <laughs> when I said I was proud of you, how did that make you feel?
0: Really good.
1: It was probably the first time in a long time that a man has ever told you they were proud of you.
2: <laughs> yes. Well, Mar- Marshall also says that. <laughs> he does. He does. and his. In this little gruff loving way.
1: <laughs> yeah, but Marshall and I are on polar opposite ends of, of the yes. spectrum here. So yes. Uh and and let me s- you wear
2: longer shorts. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: uh but but let me also add here is that probably when Marshall uh, and I hate we're keep talking about him because he's, you know, I'm going to get an email <laughs> after listen. this.
2: I know. <laughs> um,
1: when he says those things to you that he's proud of you from a business standpoint, it probably feels like it's obligatory that he's supposed to say those things.
0: No, I know he he doesn't give a compliment unless he means it. And he's
2: very, gra- he right. is and and, and not- I
0: absolutely, when he gives me a compliment, it puts a light inside of me that I'm finally doing something right.
1: Because you've been told by your father all your life that you're not worth anything or you're devalued and you'll never make anything of yourself. Exactly. And Mara, you probably had that same type of issue growing up yeah. as well.
2: With my mom. Yes. Yeah.
1: And so what we have to do is find that value in ourselves. I want you to both know you're valuable. You're valuable to me. You're loved. I love you both. You are important. What you do is important. Your friendship to each other is important. And you're worth it. You're worth being happy. And if you can tell yourself every day, I'm loved. I'm valued. I'm important. I'm needed Then eventually you'll be able to add on the last, which is I'm wanted. And that is what you both really have a need for is to be wanted. But we have to build on that. (sighs)
0: Nailed (sighs) it. Love you, Doc B. Yes, me too.
1: Well, the feelings are certainly mutual. (laughs) All right. I think y'all Where need to the go. There are tissues
0: in this place. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go have a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad I brought candy today.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to Doc Talks today. And I'm Doc Brian, and we may have a Doc Talks DX maybe later on. But I think y'all need to kind of process what we've talked about here for a little bit, and then we can. Uh, and I may even do a Doc Talks DX about what y'all are dealing with by myself to. Uh, to be able to just explain that relational issue. Of course, you can find Doc Talks DX on Patreon, uh, where we would talk about this diagnosis and also potential treatment uh, that we would, we would offer to someone who was having these same type of issues. So, Mar and Joel, it's been a pleasure having you with us, and it's always a pleasure to see and talk with you and to share your vulnerability and your story here with us. Um, so, Tell us, Thanks for being
2: in our lives. Well, yes.
1: I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Tell us where we can find you each and about your podcast.
2: You can find me at Joelle Gracie Goforth on Instagram. Um, and you can find me at Mara Merrick. Uh, or you can find us both through our podcast Instagram at Happy Never After Podcast.
1: Right. You can find me at the.bryan.com on TikTok, the underscore Brian, Instagram, the.bryan, brian you can probably find me. <laughs> uh, but of course, you can go to the website, the.bryan.com, and there's a social media button at the bottom of that website. So feel free to follow us there. And we look forward to having you join us next time on Doc Talks. Make sure to check out Doc Talks DX on Patreon and, of course, Doc talks as part of the Be frank network again thank you ladies for being here with us and thank you for listening to doc talks bye
2: thanks doc b thanks B. oh man